Welcome to Your Voice Must Be Heard. This is a podcast where we share stories strategically in order to encourage our listeners, elevate their mindset or their thinking, and just overall enrich their lives, all by the power of divine wisdom. I'm your host, Marquita McGee. And today, we're going to be talking about motivation to overcome mental illness and master your mental health. Uh, My guest is a top motivational speaker worldwide. I am honored to have this conversation with the lovely, the luxurious Jessica Lundy. Welcome, Jessica. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for that fabulous introduction. Yes, yes. I wanted to just let the audience in on a little something. As I was getting prepared for this interview, I was thinking about you and how I would do the introduction. And the one word came across my mind, luxurious. And that describes you so well. And I decided to look it up just to get the official definition of what it means. And it it says that luxurious means opulence of rich abundance of the finest and richest kind. Wow. So when I think about Jessica and all that you are, you are luxurious. And I want to share that with my audience. So it's been almost seven years, I think, since we met and you were that then and you continue to be that now. And it's like a breath of fresh air. Every time I see you, I see that luxurious woman and it makes me want to walk in the luxury of what God has called me to be. So thank you for who you are. Listen, thank you for saying that. I receive that. I, I always say I, I try to live a luxury lifestyle and um, I just, it's just in my heart. And honestly, like I'm trying to also encourage like God's women to accept that as well. Because sometimes yes. when people have been told in the church that they got to, people kind of can confuse like modesty with looking a little homely. And it's like, no, you can still be luxurious. You can still be opulent. You can still be over the top. You can still be your authentic self while serving the most high God. When we think about like how opulent heaven is going to be, I just kind of want to pull some of that creativity down to earth so that I can really dominate. And I truly believe that's why I have been able to scale my business, scale different things in my life, been invited to different circles because I was willing to be the best representative that I can be for Christ. Mm, That's so powerful. A lot of women needs to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. So, okay, we know you as a phenomenal wife, a proud mother, a business extraordinary, and then my favorite, you are an on-fire woman of God. I say on fire because you're never dim. I mean, every time I'm in your presence, you never, you're never dim. You just always have this fire for God wherever you are. That's the vein that you operate through. And so I'm just so happy to witness that you have such this drive that Whatever you're doing, people better get out of the way because Jessica is in the place. So I want to encourage my listeners to grab a notebook, journal, or whatever you have. I don't want you to miss this wisdom that Jessica's going to share. Being a motivational speaker, for you, it's about purpose. It's about divine impact, changing a generation. It's one of your God-given gifts. I heard you talk one time about, you know, when we don't walk in what God has designed us to walk in, um, we not only shortchange ourselves in reaching our purpose, but we also hinder others from reaching their purpose and their destiny. Expound upon that. Yeah, I believe everybody really deserves to get quiet. 
like deserves to sit at the feet of their father, their heavenly father, and ask the simple question of why I was put on this earth. I didn't ask that question um, until uh, God kind of tapped me on my shoulder, told me to quit my very successful uh, TV hosting career, move to Atlanta and start over. And sometimes God will put us in these positions where we believe we're getting ready to be elevated. Um, you couldn't tell me that I didn't have a job waiting for me at CNN or Fox or ABC. I was just like, oh, the job offers are coming in. And they didn't. And it mm. forced me to ask the creator, well, then why did you put me here? Like, what, what's going on? And I simply heard mm. that I was created to bring hope to the next generation. And like you said earlier, when I hear a word from God, I'm going to run with it. And so that's what I did. I ended up creating a school tour. I have books. Um, I have curriculum that's going to be in schools as well. Uh, I really have mm. um, held up to my end of the bargain. And the cool thing about God is we're just getting started. So me speaking at stadiums, me traveling the world internationally to speak, like this is still just my beginning. And so I just want to encourage everybody, like, do not limit God. Like when he gave me that word, it could have been a simple word. I could have sat on it. Um, I could have thought small when I received it. But I said, let me accept this word from heaven at the level in which they delivered it. Let me be a good steward because mm. sometimes God will be speaking to us and we know it's God and we're like, oh, no, 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 no. We start to get into unworthiness and disqualify ourselves for the blessing that our Heavenly Father has for us. And so I decided that I was going to grab hold of the word. I was going to document it, write it down and be a good steward over it, meaning taking action. Right. So sometimes we're trying to be a good steward of the information by just writing it down. And there is a biblical principle to actually pen to paper, writing down the words that God's giving you, but you've got to take action. There's so many words in the Bible about scriptures, about action, right? And so we have to make sure that we're a good steward of what God gave us. And I'm just trying to do the best um, with what I believe God has called me to do. You're saying being a good steward with what he gave you and how that sets us up to be what we need to be for the people. Um, tell me about the weight of that. You know, knowing that you have this God-given ability that he wants you to walk in, you're going to be obedient and walking in it. But is there a kind of weight of responsibility that you feel like you carry, you know, operating in God's plan to deliver to the next generation? Oh, the weight is huge. The weight is heavy, right? <laughs> so I, I learned early on that when God called me to do this, he did not call me to do this alone. Um, I am so mm. grateful to have a husband that works alongside of me on this journey. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, check me out at Jessica Lundy TV. All the images and videos, like the my creative director is my husband, so he's able to bring a lot of the vision um, to fruition. And then I have amazing women in my life. Uh, Marquita is one of them that, that lifts me <laughs> up in prayer, right? This isn't something that I can do by myself. I need an army of people that are willing to serve the most high God, not serve me, right? I am just the vessel that God is choosing to use, serve the mission, the kingdom mission that God has mandated mm. me to release. So I, I knew early on that this was too 
heavy of a weight for me to bear. And I think sometimes when people are in ministry, right? So surprise, you might not even know you're in ministry, right? You might think like, oh, I'm just a <laughs> motivational speaker. I'm just a real estate agent. I'm just a teacher. I'm yeah. just a marketer. I'm just an influencer. No, 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 no. This is a vehicle in which God is using to get his agenda across. So I knew that me as a speaker, some people will call this marketplace ministry, right? Meaning that you are actually in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. You're actually out in the world, outside of the church, being used by God. And so I learned early on that this was my ministry and a successful ministry is not run by one person, right? There's many people on staff doing a variety of things. You got volunteers. And so I treat my business and my ministry as such. Um, I'm still just understanding the complexities of it, right? God is continuing to unfold it, but that's why we have to submit our plans to the Lord. God said something to me so so, so powerful at the, at the top of the year. He said, yes, you got your dreams and yes, you got your goals, but how many people do you want to get saved this year? How many people do you want to get filled with the Holy Spirit? Like how many people mm. do you want to disciple this year? And so when I think about my business, when I think about my ministry, I have to take all of those things to, into account as well. So maybe this year I might not want to be the busiest speaker, but maybe my goal this year, and it is, is to be the most impactful speaker. Maybe it's to not just focus on my worldly goals, but make sure that they're aligned with kingdom goals. So I think it's being a good steward means not just taking what God said one time and just running with it. No, no, it's a relationship. We should be seeking yeah. Holy Spirit for continuous instructions, right? And that's why sometimes people can get confused with their vision or like, how do I actually turn this dream into a reality? Well, you got to continue to build that relationship with the Lord and he's going to continue as you have been due diligent, right? He's going to reveal more. He's going to reveal more. He's going to reveal more and be faithful. And it doesn't mean that that journey is not going to be easy, uh, 2023 was one of the hardest years, if not the hardest year of my entire life. And I still kept fighting. I still kept showing up. Mm -hmm. I still kept seeking the Lord's face. I still kept trusting his faithfulness. So that's to encourage anybody that is in a hard season right now. Like this too shall pass. It's not going to be like that forever. Right. Um, yeah. one of my favorite scriptures is Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. What I love about that is it's, it's an instruction, right? So we're like, well, what should we do? Seek the kingdom first. Okay, that's where my focus goes. Okay, and his righteousness, which means I got to be righteous and holy. Okay, all things are going to be added to me. Well, 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 wow. Thank you, Lord. So you're telling me if I focus on you, I ain't got to worry about the rest. So I tried to switch my focus to being kingdom-minded, mm. and God has just blessed me with everything else by focusing on him first. You just dropped some major gems here. You know, we're thinking about a business as a motivational speaker, but you're saying, no, this is not a business. This is actually a ministry. And so it is imperative that you treat it with such uh, dignity or treat it with such um, great stewardship, I should say, because it's something precious that the Lord has given you. So knowing that you are operating with um, this as a ministry, you mentioned about Matthew 633 being your favorite scripture about seeking the kingdom. Is this the preparation that goes into your mind when you enter that stage or walk me through the process in your mind or in your spirit to get you ready to handle what God has 
for you to give to the people? So this is a great question because uh, I actually coach speakers. So I am a, a lead coach over close to 2000 speakers. And so I'll have some people that have religious backgrounds and they will tell me like, oh, I cannot prepare. The Holy Ghost is going to just flow through me. And I, I just can't, <laughs> you know, be contained. The Holy Ghost. No, 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 no. Holy Spirit's job is to assist. The Holy Spirit's job is to be a helper. So when I am preparing for speaking engagements, um, I am 90% prepared and 10% available to the Holy Spirit to flow. So what that looks like is me having a conversation with the Holy Spirit and saying, listen, um, I'm coming to this organization. I'm going to be speaking about mental health. I'm going to be speaking about well-being. I'm going to be speaking about self-love, self-care, and burnout. These people are burnt out. I'm availing my spirit to you. Flow as freely as you would like. So what that looks like is while I'm speaking, I hear a prompt of like, man, this person is about to commit suicide. They're on the right side of the room. So then I will speak to that person. I hear, man, this person's family member was just diagnosed with cancer. I'll tie that into my presentation. I'll hear, man, this person, you know, spent their last dollar to get here. The message would be to them. So I still mm. have a, a framework that I've created because people pay me a lot of money <laughs> um, to do what I do. And I'm a big part of people's events. So I can't just come up there and disrupt everything. But I asked the Holy Spirit, like, what we're a partnership. So like, let me know what direction. And so that have that doesn't just have to start when I'm about to hit the stage. That's what the preparation looks like of Lord. What do you want me to include in? What do you want me to take out? Like what would be offensive? Cause I remember mm -hmm. I, I spoke at this um, school, this was years ago, but they had multiple um, suicides of students and teachers. So I knew that the speech that I was given just the week after uh, they had came back to school after all this had happened, I needed that that talk, um, that word from the Lord to be fresh yeah. and exactly what they needed. And to be honest, that is what our job is, right? Is to give our customers mm. and our clients exactly what they ask for. And I believe part of what they're asking for is for me to seek the Lord to give them the best possible product. And how better of a partnership can we have um, to seek the one that knows everything that has always existed yes. and say, listen, <laughs> you was there when these people actually committed those acts. You were in that room with them. What do they need? Like, you right. know what they're feeling. You know, right. you know, like, you know everything about them from their beginning, from their end. So partner with me on this project. You know, um, when I first got into speaking, I told the, I asked the Holy Spirit to be my agent. And then I started, you know, feeling myself a little bit and mm. got an agent. And then I was feeling like, man, this agent don't really got my back. And the Holy Spirit was like, that's why you came to me first. Okay, fire that agent. Mm. And so now I'm in a season where I'm like, Lord, send me where you want it. Like, make sure that my goals, and this is for everybody on here, ask the Holy Spirit, look at your goals and ask the Holy Spirit, where do you fit in with this? If he says nowhere, then you need to restructure them goals 
um, because they might be selfish in nature. Right. And so God really does want us to prosper. God wants us to be wealthy, right? Wealth, wealthy in, in finances, in health, in our marriage, as parents. He wants us to be wealthy and abundant in every area of our lives. But we still have to submit those desires to the Lord and say, is this in partnership with you, right? And I believe when you have that selfless approach to living your life, you're going to be blessed beyond measure. And that's why even in some of my most challenging moments in my life, I didn't lack any good thing because it would it would go against mm. the word of God. Mm. You know, that is so humbling to hear you say that. I mean, you are a woman of multi millionaire platforms you know you are a very intellectual educated woman you come from such a wealth of experience and business you know for many many years yet you recognize it's not in your own intellect it's in an intellect that's higher than you um through the holy spirit so i want to pause there and just kind of address this to the listeners really take heed to what she said we can have our own agent or um, our own mentors, but have you considered the Holy Spirit as that agent or that mentor, whatever arena you're in? Have you considered consulting him for the plan? Because he has the blueprints to make you ultimately successful beyond what we can see. That's so powerful. So I want to encourage you to think about that. So as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, can you share with us why did you decide to take on mental health? I mean, you're not just a mental health coach per se or speaker. You speak about, you know, different types of things, you know, but why did you choose this arena? Yeah, I honestly just felt a pull towards it. So when I first started speaking, I primarily just spoke on success. Um, I was an award-winning TV host. Uh, I competed with over 1,500 people to be the face of a TV network. I've done local TV. I've done national TV. I've won beauty pageants. Um, and that's just like 1% of the things that I've achieved. So originally, right. people were just asking me to come in, like, how are you so successful? How are you wired the way you were wired? Where does your discipline come from? Like All of that. So then I was like, okay, I started there. And then I started talking about leadership because I've been able to, when I worked at that TV station, I also uh, led the entire station. So I ended up running a whole TV station. Um, that is another story for another day, <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. And so I started to share some of my story of dealing with burnout. And when you apply, and this could, anybody can relate to this, you apply for a job, right? You're six months into the job. You're like, I haven't, what, what happened to this job description? I ain't doing none of the stuff they say. I'm doing everything <laughs> besides being the janitor. Like what is happening right now? And so that's where I was at. And so I started to kind of open up talking about burnout. And then people realized people were really open. And so I was like, you know what, Lord, I really need to talk about mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with depression mm -hmm. and anxiety when I was 17 years old. And the craziest thing about the situation was, um, it was because I had a back problem. So I actually fell backwards on cement holding a 50 pound backpack when I was 10 years old. So from 10 to 17, I was seeing like all the best physical therapists, doctors um, in the country. They were actually flying in to come see me and I just wasn't getting better. And then one day a doctor uh, decided to suggest this experimental drug. Um, the side effects was like depression, suicidal thoughts, all this stuff. But man, when you've been in pain yeah. a long time and you in high school and you captain of a cheerleading team, 
but and you popular, but you still having to be plugged into a heating pad or bringing ice packs every day to your classroom because mm-hmm. you're in excruciating pain. You willing to try some stuff. And so they said it'll be very unlikely for me to have side effects. And so I spent 10 years um, like getting healed and recovering from all of the side effects that I was on from all these experimental drugs. And so um, this is a word to all my parents, right? You know, um, everybody is doing the best that they can, but really seek the Lord before introducing some type of drug. You know, somebody could say that their child is hyper and they got ADHD and I didn't need medication. Like ask the Lord, you know, um, any type yeah. of surgeries that your kids might need, ask the Lord um, first. And so, you know, end up going through this 10 year journey of dealing with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and all this stuff. And it just kind of went off on a light bulb. I'm like, how can I really help people um, without talking about what I've been through because I knew people were hurting. And especially um, during the pandemic, I was speaking about mental health like almost every week, every speaking engagement during that pandemic was related to mental health and wellness. And what really set me apart was uh, my ability to keep it like upbeat and happy, right? Like sometimes people think like, oh my God, like you've been through so much. It's got to be sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, you are already talking about depression. Let's not bring the energy down, you know? So I don't, it's not yes. it's, yeah, like <laughs> taking care of yourself and, and putting your mental health as a priority is not a bad thing. Now, something that I don't really get to talk about publicly is the spiritual aspect of mental health, right? So I remember mm. talking to my doctors letting them know like yo like i think this is some demonic spirits like i think the spirit of heaviness is on me and they just was not trying to hear that but now when i look at my Mm -hmm. life and where i'm at it's like clearly satan was trying to take me out because of all the purpose and destiny that i have and the amazing thing about god is Mm -hmm. not only did he restore me in terms of my health my my well-being uh, where I'm at in my life, but now he's helping me raise up a generation of other speakers. And and sometimes people can look mm-hmm. at motivation speakers and think like, oh, this is such a big, deep thing. No, this is people sharing their pain and profiting from mm. it. It's, it's people sharing some of the hardest things of their life publicly so that they can help somebody else get through it. And so God has called me to lead um, the next generation mm-hmm. of people to do this. So not only did Satan not silence me, which I truly believe he has an agenda to silence women because women go through so much pain over and over and again from their high school years to their elementary school to childhood to molestation and rape and abuse and not being paid equally and just uh, birth pain, like so much stuff women are told to be silent about and, and Satan is trying to silence them. So um, if you're a woman watching this, right, like I'm encouraging you to speak up. I'm I'm, I'm encouraging you to use your yes. voice in whatever platform, because I, I believe, prophetically speaking, I believe there's some of you that are listening to this, that God has tapped you on the shoulder and has told you over and over again to share your story. And I believe God had me come on this podcast today to tell you that it is time for your voice to be heard. Like it is time Mm. for you to release what is inside of you because you're doing it because you're holding yourself back because of shame or unworthiness. But really the healing 
that you deserve to receive is going to happen from you sharing your testimony. So I'm just encouraging you to share, right? There, there's nothing, there's no better thing you can do, right? To upset the devil than to share what God has brought you through, right? Because that is another win from the kingdom of God. So I'm just encouraging yes. you to use your voice and know that there will be people around you that will support you and that you will encourage you and that you are not alone. You are not alone. There's a community out there specifically for you looking to hear what the Lord has done in your life. I just want to take a pause there for a moment because that's powerful. I really want it to resonate in the ears of our listeners. Think about what she said. If you're being affected by this, still are, you need to share this. There's power in your voice. There's power in getting it out. Seek the Lord. He's ready to help you. He's there with open arms. If you're listening to this, I encourage you to pause it and rewind back to what Jessica said. Thank you for that. Thank you for your vulnerability, for your openness, for your honesty. We need more of that. You know, the world is trying to cope with as best as they can. You know, I was reading a stat just recently from the American um, Psychological Association about mental health and mental illness. And you were mentioning about the pandemic and how I would uh, I would say that, you know, this skyrocketed during that time. But even since the pandemic, the numbers are still continuing to climb. And, you know, for our audience here, we talk within that age range between mid uh, early 30s to um, early 40s, you know, is saying that, you know, we still experience some of the highest cases of mental health diagnosis um, that is up 45 percent in 2023 from where it was at 31 percent in 2019. So this is something that continues to or is showing that it's still rapidly growing. And people need tools. They need to know that there is um, a God out there that is ready and willing to help them with this. Can you share with us just some of the tips or strategies that you use in trying to help someone overcome mental illness and, um, and improve their mental health overall? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing for people to know is you can love God and still go to therapy. Mm. That's huge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pause there, right? Like, like you can serve the most high and still work on your brokenness. I knew that for me, it had to be a, a partnership between, you know, if you're a part of a ministry that has inner healing and deliverance, that's vital. Um, one of the reasons I became a certified life coach was so that I could walk myself through that. At the time, I only had the the natural knowledge of going through my past, working through things. And this is something that I do with my, my clients privately. And then I came to a ministry, Lionheart Church, that has an inner healing and deliverance. Can you tell us what that is? I'm going to stop you there. Explain to uh, the people, what is inner healing and deliverance? Yeah, so inner healing and deliverance, I think, is a vital part of the healing process. So so what it is, is it is a partnership between you, the Holy Spirit, and other people that are trained in this ministry. 
And you go on this journey with the Holy Spirit, typically focused on maybe one thing or a topic or a part of your life that you haven't really moved past from. Um, And the Holy Spirit will kind of take you back to that memory and allow you to deal with these things. That's the inner healing side of it. Um, The deliverance side, um, uh, newsflash, um, Christians have demons. What? Did she say that? Did she say that? It's probably going to go viral. <laughs> yes. Yeah, did. yeah. Christians have <laughs> demons too, right? And so there's a variety of different ways, whether that's from your, your generation, generational curses, whether that's doors that you've opened up yourself, whether that's sin, uh, carnality, things from your past, unforgiveness. There's a variety of reasons on how we can open that door for demonic spirits to come in, right? Not saying that we are all, you know, possessed by the spirit, but you might be oppressed by a demonic spirit. So this is like cleaning house from some spiritual, spiritual demonic forces that do not have a right to be there. They feel they have a right, right? Spiritual law, they do. Mm-hmm. But walking you through a process to remove those demonic spirits so that you can clearly hear from God. But the most important part that sometimes we forget is you got to feel yourself. There's that powerful scripture that talks about when you like sweep clean all them demonic spirits, but you don't feel yourself back up. They're going to come back even, even stronger. Mm-hmm. So you got to right. feel yourself seven, with times, the, stronger. seven times stronger. So you got to feel yourself with the word of God. You got to uh, feel yourself with having that intimate relationship. Meaning if you got an intimate relationship with somebody, you don't talk to them once a month. You don't talk to them once mm. a quarter. You talk to them daily, right? So building that intimate relationship with God. So there is a a, a very big part um, of your healing journey with inner healing and deliverance. What I realized is there is also still a place for uh, therapy. I have a therapist. She's amazing. Um, she's a Christian therapist. And so she partners with me with the Holy Spirit as we walk through daily encounters that are happening. Like life is lifing out here. And so I knew that I needed of a clinical professional to be able to help me. Listen, we got marriage counselors, marriage therapists. You can have a a counselor or a therapist in every area of your life that you need direction. But the most important thing is, once again, you gotta gotta go to God. Go to Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and say, listen, is this the season for me to be in therapy? Like, and then also ask the Lord to send you the right therapist. Because like therapy is very much like dating, right? You think you're gonna go out and that first time Mm. you see this therapist and you're like, oh, like we wasn't a good fit. You just gonna stop going to therapy. I had to date around like maybe about four or five therapists, and then I found the right person. I was like, Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is the right person. So I think the inner healing and deliverance is key if you are a believer. Because you got to be a believer, right? Because it's partnership with the Holy Spirit. So you got to, you had to have given yes. your life to Christ. So I don't want to forget that part. Um, therapy is vital. Um, and then utilizing tools. Um, I recently started using something called the, the five minute journal. And so um, it's amazing. It's a simple resource, um, like 20 bucks on Amazon. They've sold over 2 million copies. And it starts your day off with three things like, that you're grateful for, like starting, starting off with gratitude. I realized that sometimes you can fall into depression by focusing all of the negativity in your life and Satan's just going to have you down that rabbit hole. And he's going to keep getting darker and darker. But when you focus on the goodness of God and the things that he's done in your life. And, um, my daughter, um, has, um, a trach, meaning she has a accessory to help her breathe on a daily basis. And she is connected to a ventilator, meaning 
she needs assistance to breathe. So when I wake up in the morning, I thank God for the breath of my lungs and not needing anything additional mm-hmm. to be able to breathe. Because sometimes we can take basic things, um, our, our hands, our limbs, our body, you know, yes. for, for granted, yes. um, being able to have uh, fresh drinking water. You know what I'm saying? Like we can just take for granted um, the the seemingly small things that God is doing in our life. So focusing on gratitude and then you focus on three intention for the day, like what would make today a great day. And then at the very end of the day, you reflect on like what were some of the best things. And so I think when you focus on that attitude of gratitude, it really will shift your perspective. Um, And then um, the last thing, and this is why I believe the numbers is so high for millennials is we have been taught to suppress You know, when we were children, it's like, Mm. oh, it's not that big of a deal or be quiet because adults are talking or, you know, ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, just go to bed or, you know, you ain't got no problems. You know, you're just a young person. So as millennials, we were told that our whole life, which is why I think millennial parents are some of the best. I think we'll be the best generation of parents because, you know, some people laugh at gentle parenting. But I'm going to be honest with you when, when I. I waited later to have children because I wanted to create a childhood for my daughter that she wasn't going to have to heal from. Mm. I was selfless enough mm. to say, let me be whole, let my husband be whole. Then, right, when the Lord's timing is perfect, a child will be born. But it wasn't something I wanted to rush into because I believe that God, once again, Holy Spirit, once again, is really the one that that put this child on this earth, right? Where I'm just being a trying to be the best steward, being a good steward once again of what God gave me, which is this child. And so Mm-mm. I knew I had to be at a place of maturity, right, to really give this daughter of mine the best life possible that she was not going to have brokenness um, from as a result of. And so some of you need to um, release some stuff, release some things that were said over you, um, releases some word curses that were spoken over you, and just know that you deserve to go on this journey. This journey for some of you might be weeks, it might be months, it might be years, right? But give yourself the grace to heal from your past and know that not only do you deserve this, but your lineage deserves it as well for you to take the time to break these curses. Mm. This is high level thinking that's really designed to enrich you if you want it to, but you have to make the choice. I love that what you said, just, you know, therapy with the leading of the Holy Spirit. I love what you mentioned about the five minute journal and we can put put the description of the resource in the show notes so you all can, and can obtain that uh, information later. Um, And I love what you said by just sitting down and really taking the time, you know, to have a a sense of gratitude, you know, for just the small basic necessities of life at times. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about, yeah, she knows all about this because she is the queen of affirmations. Yes. Knowing you and one of the resources that you've always used is just that positive self-talking, that self-affirmations to just really rewire your brain and your thinking. As you said, as millennials, we just always just been stuck in a certain mindset to to act or think in a certain way based on how we were raised or taught. You know, and sometimes, like you said, uh, we have to cancel those word curses. And what better way to do that 
then I know you as the affirmation queen, you know? And so um, is that something you also use or, or still use in your resource box when you're coaching others and to, to better mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have affirmations all around me. Um, I have an affirmation right now that says right in front of me that says I am a boss dreaming big. So I, I, I constantly mm. keep affirmations all around me, even on the, um, on my phone, uh, my phone actually right now, if I can show the people, uh, is it's actually a vision board. So I, I literally mm. have vision, positive words of affirmation, like literally all around me. And so I, I, I dared to believe when the scripture talked about um, life and death being in the power of tongue, I dared to believe that to be true. Right. Some people say like, Oh, that's symbolic. No, no, no. You can say it's words true. that can really build you up. Like I start my day with affirmations. I say like, I'm amazing. Today's going to be a great day. Good things are going to happen to me. I'm going to get that good parking space in the front. Like I say <laughs> stuff that some people be like, yo, it don't take all that. No, no, it does. And that's why I live a <laughs> life does. of abundance, right? Yes. I say that people want to hire me at my full rate. I say that people want to take me on luxury trips so that your girl can be flown out. I am speaking abundance in life and everything that I want and desire over myself. But I am careful to keep quiet on the things I don't want into my life. So if there are mm. things, let's say, that you want to improve on, I'm not going to speak the negative. So let's say, like, for instance, you know, I want to lose weight in 2024 uh, because of, you know, the weight that I gained in my pregnancy. So I say, like, I have a healthy, fit body. I enjoy mm. working out and eating clean. Now, some of you might be like, but Jessica, like, that's a lie. I don't. Well, you you better call those things that be not as though they were. Though Meaning, they were, yes. you got to speak that into yourself. And you hear that over and over again. And honestly, like, the reasons I originally came out with audio affirmations was because I needed to hear that I was amazing. I needed to be mm -hmm. my own cheerleader. It wasn't for anybody else. Now, thousands of people have been blessed by it. But it was like, I got to do this for me. I got to keep going, right? And so... I think that's vital is what you're saying to yourself, like putting in, but make sure that you're not being your worst critic. And I, and I realized mm -hmm. that sometimes people will say things to themselves that they would never utter to anybody else. And so I've been trying to educate people on the power of our words, both positive and negative. This was powerful, Jessica. So tell us what, is on the agenda for 2024 for you as you are continuing Ooh. to steward the gift God gave you continue to walking in your purpose give us that one thing we can look to and aspire and just really encourage us or motivate us to do better for ourselves so I believe everybody should have a word for the year so my my word for 2024 is disciplined so mm. discipline is I want to be disciplined in every area of my life from my Christian walk to my marriage, to being a wife, to being a business owner, to being a leader. Um, I want to be disciplined. And so I think the big thing for me is I'll be launching a podcast um, and in the early 2024. <laughs> so I'm super excited. People have yes. been asking me for a long time. I was like, I yes. don't know about this, but I'm super <laughs> excited because listen, God uses me in such a variety of ways. So it's going to be called the Jessica Lundy show. And um, I'm excited. So we'll let you know when that is available. And I'm just 
it's another way for God to utilize my voice, utilize my experiences. Yes. Uh, we'll be talking about self-care, uh, mental health and mental wellness. And I'm looking forward to the partnerships that are coming in 2024. I just mm. um, believe that God is opening a massive door for me. Um, I've got a major um, speaking engagement um, this weekend at Brave Stadium. And so I wow. am just super got super excited for what God is doing in my life. And I'm open to all the the major opportunities um, that he's blessing me with. Uh, I believe this is a year for God's people not to play small. So be in big expectations of what God is going to do in your life. You got this. Mm, yes, you got this. I love that. I love that. If for, for those that don't know, that's Jessica's brand title. You've got this. And it can be applied to any area of your life. Yeah. Tell us more about that tag. Yeah, I had to motivate myself. It was something that I initially started saying. Like, I would do things. I would do things afraid. And I'd be like, oh, my God, we got this. I got this. And then I re- people heard me say it. like, oh, my God, I got this, too. And then so I started to empower them and say, you know, you've got this. You can do anything. You are a powerful man or woman of God created to do phenomenal things in this earth. And even if it feels uncertain, that's where faith comes in. I've got this. I've got, don't matter what it looked like, I've got this. And really what it means is God has got this. And because God is inside Mm. of you, you can handle anything that comes your way. That's what the scripture says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it because Christ is within me and is strengthening me in the process. Right? So that's why you've got this because Christ got this. Right. And, and it's that, that confidence. It has nothing to do with you as an individual because you might be in a place of sorrow. You might be in a place of grief. You might be in a place of brokenness. You might be looking at your account and you're like, Jessica, the math is not mathing. It's okay mm. because you serve a, a God of abundance. So even if you're looking at your situation, your circumstances, you're like, how am I going to handle it? I got this because God's got this. Mm. Well then, okay, we got this. <laughs> Well, my hope is that the wisdom that was shared in the conversation really captured your hearts today. I hope that you take all the uh, resources that were shared and you really apply it to your 2024 for it to be the best year yet for you. Jessica, tell us where they can find you. Yeah, you can go to my website, uh, jessicalundy.com. That's all things Jessica. You'll see my demo and what I talk about and all the amazing things I'm doing um, in this world. And then you can follow me on social media at Jessica Lundy TV on all platforms. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Voice Must Be Heard podcast. I hope the story you heard inspired and motivated you to take action for transformation in some aspect of your life. I would love it if you send an email with questions, share your enlightening moment or profound wisdom you may have. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Your Voice Must Be Heard Podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. See you in the next episode. Bye.